Each and every week I talk to very interesting people, and the most important part is that I shouldn't be the only one hearing it. I really feel that if these people make sense to me, that everyone out there needs to hear it. So stay tuned, folks, and I hope you enjoy this newest weekly segment on Coach Business. Folks, welcome into the Financial Safari. This is a show every single week we go out across the world and we, uh, we talk to people who make a difference uh, in the financial world and we want to make sure that, that you get educated, you get all the information you need to make the proper financial decisions. In my over 30 years in the financial arena, uh, if I had to put my finger on one thing that has caused more trouble for folks is they don't understand what they're doing, they don't understand what their advisor has been telling them, and they don't understand the money world completely. And uh, we've got a great expert. He's been on the show several times over the, the last decade and a half. His name is Tom Hegna, and he's joining us from Phoenix, Arizona, or maybe Scottsdale, Arizona, somewhere out there in that Phoenix area. And he's the author of two great books, Paychecks and Playchecks. And my favorite book is Don't Worry, Retire Happy, which Tom also turned into a PBS, Public Broadcasting Special. You may have seen him on TV. Tom, welcome in. Hey, thanks, Coach. Great to be with you again. It's always fun to have you on. <laughs> and, and it's always it's always fun to be on. And your color is orange. Every time I see you, you got the Every orange. Time. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's a branding thing. You yeah, know. I love it. I love it. Well, the cover the cover of your first book was orange, by the way. Yep, paychecks yeah. and playchecks. That's correct. Now we're here in in 2022. Believe it or not, I mean, I, I remember the year. Y2K, like the year 2000, and we were all gonna we were all gonna be in trouble. The computers were all gonna take a break and leave us, and it didn't happen. And now we're in 2022, right. and this has been a very interesting, let's say, last couple years, with everything from COVID to inflation to recession talk to maybe even depression talk. Let's just take a step back, though. Let's talk to people in a in a logical way, when I don't like scaring people. I mean, when, when I when I tell people to be worried, I really do mean be worried. And, I, and I'm, I, I'm a positive person. I try to stay positive. But I think we need to educate folks that are watching and, and, and listening uh, just on what money really is and, and how it can work in your favor instead of working in the broker's favor a lot of times. Yeah, well, you know, when it comes to wealth, there are really three phases. The first phase is building wealth. That's when you're younger and you're saving, you're investing. You, you know, you need to kind of be in the market so that you can get returns and grow. But then it comes to protecting wealth. See, once you have money, yes, you want to grow it, but just as important, you want to protect it. Like I always tell people, I want to make as much as I can make, but I don't want to lose what I've already got. <laughs> and see, mutual funds can't do that. Stocks can't do that. There are products that can do that. And then the last phase is distributing wealth, actually either taking it as income for yourself or giving it to charities or relatives or whoever you want when you, when you die. And so that's what I've spent my career, you know, helping people build their wealth, protect their wealth, and then distribute their wealth in the right way based in math and science. And there are some some principles that are based in math and science, not based in some broker's opinion. And that's what I go around and speak about. I don't sell any financial products whatsoever. So I just take the research of the leading PhDs around the world and try to share that with uh, clients all around the world. Yeah, we call it math over money. I mean, really, yeah. if you understand math, money will work in your favor. Yeah, and you know, like people don't understand inflation, but you know, Milton Friedman said inflation is always and everywhere a monetary event. Now, what does that mean? That means every time you print a dollar, what happens to the value of all the other dollars? Well, they go down a little bit. If you print another dollar, the value of the dollars goes down. Now, we've been printing trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars, uh, and our dollar's actually gone up. Why? Well, because the Fed has been raising interest rates. But eventually, once this interest rate thing is going to happen, I mean, the problem is we printed all this money and now the Fed is going to try to shred 
five trillion of it. They printed nine trillion over the past decade and a half or whatever. They're going to try to shred. That's called QT, quantitative tightening. They're basically putting money in the shredder. Well, we saw what happened when they pumped five trillion in. The market went just like this. What do you think is going to happen when they put the five trillion in the shredder? Well, it's going to have to go down at least a little bit. You know, so I, I, I think people should be worried, not scared, but just concerned and then prudent because there are prudent places you can put your money that won't go down. Yeah, well, my dad's a physics, he's a physics professor for 43 years, and, and basically what goes up must come down a lot of times, and for every action, there is an opposite or equal reaction, and so just what you said, it, we, 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 gosh, everyone was a stock picker here the last 20 years because everything was going up, it seemed like, because right. the Fed was pumping so much money into the market or making the rates go down so low, there was no other choice for, for Sally May down there, who just retired as a teacher for 40 years. She had to take her money out of her safe bank accounts or safe places and put it into the right. stock market to try to keep up with the growing market that was going there. And, and so many people are in the market right now who should never have been in the market to begin with with the money that they have in there. Yeah, and you know what? I, I, somehow... We got into this thing where it was either you have your money in stocks or you have it in protected products. That's That should never be the case. You should have some amount of money always in protected products and probably some amount of money always in the market because you want to participate when the market's going up, but you've got to have protection when the market goes down and the markets do go down and they can stay down for a long time. In Europe, the market's been down for over 20 years. In Japan, the market's been down for over 30 years. I mean, think about it. What would happen to your retirement, and I'm talking to your listeners, if this market went down and stayed down for 5, 10, 15 years? I think that would decimate a lot of people's retirements. It won't decimate mine, though, by the way, because I've, I've got enough money in protected products that I'm guaranteed you know, to at least pay my basic living expenses <laughs> without having that subject to market risk. Well, and that's important because I think a lot of folks, if the market tanks and when it does tank, everyone just assumes it's going to come right back the next day. And matter of fact, it almost has the last 15 years. But Tom, like you said, there, there may be a time where the market goes down and then you jump in, you throw a lot more money in and the market keeps going down. So buying yeah. at a low today may be buying at a high tomorrow because there's yeah. no guarantees. And I think a lot of people just got it in their head that the market always goes up. Where did that fallacy uh, approach our mental aspects? Because there's no such thing as guarantees in the stock market. Right. What they're saying is over time, the market has always gone up. So it goes up, it goes down, but over time, it's always gone up. And I agree with that. The problem is, if you're at a time in your life, like retirement, in or near retirement, and the market's going down and you're pulling money out of your account, that's a dangerous recipe for running out of money. It's called the sequence of returns risk, order of returns risk. Uh, David Machia calls it timing risk. You know, he, he lists 10, 10 financially identical retirees that have the same portfolio, the same investment, the same risk profile. The only thing different is they retired 90 days apart, 10 people. And you know what happened? Two of those people went completely dead broke. Two of those people became wildly wealthy, even though they were taking it out. And the other the other six people, they made it. But we never know who are those two people that just based on timing, based on bad luck, they end up running out of money. You should never subject your retirement to bad luck. We talk about two of 10 and, and, and Wall Street uses that as a, almost as a sales tool saying, hey, you got an 80% chance of success. But I always, Tom, and you do too, we've talked about this for years, I'm a skeptic. So I say, well, if eight out of 10 are succeeding, what happened to the other two of 10 and, and what could they have done differently to make sure that they weren't two of 10 in that bad place where they're, where they're not going to survive through retirement? 
Yeah, imagine going to the airport and, and the pilot saying, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Retirement Airlines. There's an 80% chance we're going to land safely. <laughs> Nobody would get on that flight. Yeah. Now, that's flying and that's your life. But you know what? You shouldn't subject your retirement to those levels of risk either, and you don't need to. You know, Black, BlackRock, Barclays, um, Ibbotson, and even the Wall Street Journal have said if you would simply move your bond portfolio to some type of guaranteed annuity, either an income annuity or a, or, a, or just a one that's guaranteed to go up, you, your, your, your portfolio returns are going to go up and your risk is going to go down. This is math and science. This isn't an opinion. I don't sell annuities. I don't care if people buy them, but look at what bonds have done. I mean, coach, it's not just stocks that have gone down. Stocks have gone down. Gold's gone down. Oil is going down. Uh, bonds, people have gotten crushed in bonds. This is the worst year ever for a bond investor. So if somebody's 60% stock, 40% bonds, they're losing on both sides. That's not supposed to happen. And I wrote an article, I don't know, years ago that said the 60-40 portfolio is dead, long-live life insurance and annuities. And all I said in that article is if you're going to be 60% stock, then you should be 40% in annuities or life insurance, something that is not going to go down when the markets go down. And that would was great advice three, four years ago. It's even better advice today. So I'm just telling people just the simplest way to get involved with annuities is move your bonds. I'm not talking your stocks. Move your bonds because people have been getting crushed in bonds. Yeah, a lot of people fall in love with their stocks. So it's almost like you're telling them to get rid of a family member when you tell them to, yeah. to pare down some of the risks they have in the market. Tom, another thing I've noticed, and, and this is very alarming to me, people will come in and say, well, my broker ran this Monte Carlo simulation, and I've got a great chance of success in retirement. And I saw you, you, uh, you made a good point about this a few weeks back. You said the Monte Carlo simulation basically is at the mercy of whoever is entering the data. In other words, if right. your planner is anticipating you and your spouse both passing away at age 80 or 85, even 90, of course you're going to have a pretty high success rate. But what if you live longer? The success rate almost goes away. Right. You know, most brokers, and I say, you know why they call them brokers? Because <laughs> you're broker than you were six months ago. That's why they call them brokers. But I say, you know, I'm not a big fan of Monte Carlo simulations because a Monte Carlo simulation, they'll plug in this data and they'll say, you have a 90% chance of success uh, living to age 90. Well, 63% of all married couples have somebody live beyond age 90. 50% of 65 year old couples have somebody live to be 93. 25% of those couples have somebody live to be 97. So, what I tell people is if you want to do a Monte Carlo simulation, have your broker put in age 100 and just see what happens yeah his yeah. plans are going to fail they're going to get wiped out so don't use age 90 in a Monte Carlo use 100 or 105 that's my position you know isn't that financial malpractice when they're using those numbers that, that they know life expectancy is longer than that just to make a sale yeah I you know I, I think the guy who posted it who was a very respected guy he said I'd rather be uh, vaguely right than um totally wrong or something like that. And I go, well, I want to be totally right when it comes to my retirement. I don't want to be vaguely right. I want to be right. And that's what I write about. That's what I speak about. So I show people how to never, ever, ever run out of money and to live their life. Look, I'm, I'm mostly retired. I'm 75% retired. This is the, the life I'm living. I own 11 annuities. I've got guaranteed income coming in so I can go up, play golf. I can play pickleball. I can do all the things I want. We're, my wife and I are going to Hawaii in a couple of days. So I am, I'm not just talking the talk, I'm walking the walk. And, and you know, I've got a long-term care plan. I follow all the steps that I write about and talk about uh, when I'm out trying to help people retire the optimal way. 
I need a 100% success rate for my clients, and I won't settle for anything less than that. We use age 121 when we do our plans, 121. There you go. Because we don't yeah. know. I mean, maybe there'll be some new modern technology, and we'll all live to age 120. Well, if you have a plan that's going to expire at age 90, you've got 30 years. That's a whole working life now, 30 years of retirement where you can't go back to work, where you're going to be in a lot of trouble. You know, and people who say, well, life expectancies come down because of COVID. Moshe Malevsky studied this. He studied the Spanish flu back in 1918. And what happens is some deaths are pulled forward. But what's going to happen from now on is life expectancy is going to jump because all the people that were close to dying, they've died. OK, and so now we're going to have a resurgent where people aren't going to die for a while. And now they're coming up with cures for cancer, diabetes, heart disease. They got these little nanobots that go in your body and, and fix things. And, and I mean, it's crazy. And so it's not unfair thinkable that people could live to be 130 140 time magazine said the first person lived to 150 is alive today wow so i mean we got to take that into account we have to make sure our money lives as long as we do and folks if you're curious about getting your own plan if you're if you're curious if you have the right plan right now give a call we'll give you a no cost second opinion and we'll also put together for you your very own fiduciary plan total retirement plan call right now. All right. So that phone number to call 800-661-7383, 800-661-7383, or just text the word plan to 600-700. That's plan to 600-700.